0: I'm going to talk about the Sydney monorail, which was a limited public transport system which operated between 1988 and 2013 on a 3.6 kilometre elevated single continuous track. It had eight stations connecting Darling Harbour and Chinatown with parts of Sydney's central business and shopping districts. The monorail was highly controversial even before construction began. The redevelopment of the Darling Harbour area was announced in May 1984 by the Premier Neville Rand to be completed for the Australian Bicentenary and proposals were called for a people mover to link the city with the major redevelopment. Over 20 expressions of interest were received and two entrants were shortlisted. On the 28th of October 1985, the New South Wales Minister for Public Works, Laurie Breton, officially announced that the logistics company TNT had won the contract for its proposal of a driverless, single-track, elevated monorail to be built at no cost to the government. The other shortlisted proposal was for a two-way light rail, which would have connected Piermont to stations at Circular Quay and Central. Architects, planners and transport experts, including within the public service, were not in favour of the monorail proposal, but the TNT project went ahead. The electrically powered trains were designed and built in Switzerland by Rol, a firm well-known for their monorails and rides built for fairs and leisure parks around the world. Fon Roll's Sydney contract was to build a public transport system to be seen both as a challenge for the company and the realisation of a dream to legitimise this form of transport as a mass transit system. The Sydney monorail was also said to have been the world's first fully computerised monorail system, an Australian development. It was promoted as silent, pollution free, visually and aesthetically pleasing, and the first transport system designed to cater for the disabled, the elderly, and parents with strollers. Each train comprised seven articulated carriages supported by eight bogies, each riding on a pneumatic truck tyre wheel set. While the outermost bogies of the trains were freewheeling, each of the six innermost bogies were powered by six 37 kilowatt. 525-volt DC electric motors, not much bigger than a suitcase, located above the drive wheels. The tyres ran on top of an elevated single-box section steel beam or track supported by steel columns. To ensure the train's verticality and lateral stability, the bogies were fitted with a set of up-thrust, down-thrust and side-thrust rollers which clung to the lip and side walls below the track. The system officially opened to the public on the 21st of July, 1988. The trains were originally intended to be driverless and for the system to operate fully automatically. After a number of breakdowns due to problems with the sensitive electronic controllers detecting obstacles such as leaves on the track, it was decided to have human eyes monitoring the track, meaning that operators permanently occupied the first carriage. So why was the monorail so controversial? Its construction was politically motivated as part of the government's ambitious redevelopment of Darling Harbour, and it was not the option preferred by the government's own transport advisers. A light rail system would have carried more passengers for a lower fare. Many people were opposed to it on aesthetic grounds as it obscured the view of heritage buildings and obstructed footpaths nor did it link into the existing public transport system or extend far enough into the CBD. Protest marches from 1985 were attended by up to 10,000 people, including me, and high-profile Sydney siders, ranging from the environmental activist Jack Mundy, who said it represented the rape of the city, to the author Patrick White, who described it as one of the many autocratic farces perpetrated by the powerful on our citizens. The projected 12 million passengers per year did not eventuate and dwindled to 4 million. It was touted as a 21st century transport system for Sydney but was fundamentally flawed as commuter use failed to meet the government's optimistic predictions, making up only 9% of total passengers. Those objecting to the monorail had always seen it as a white elephant and refused to set foot on it. It ended up being an entertainment ride for tourists and children. Had a light rail system been installed at the time, Sydney would have had the beginnings of a modern public transport system in the city in the 1980s, instead of being decades behind. The Moran Rail was purchased by the New South Wales government in March, 2013, in order to close and demolish it at huge public cost, Its last day of operation was on Sunday, the 30th of June, 2013. The monorail was a failure, which could have been avoided if the government had listened to the experts.